Hello and welcome to the Building Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are very excited that you have decided to tune in today and pray you are blessed by today's message. Well, God told me, Pastor, God said that, listen, I've learned not to question if people are hearing from God, but I've learned to question what God they're hearing from. Because we have idols in our lives that we don't realize that we worship. And sometimes our problems and our situations become our gods. Because anytime you elevate or, or, or um, amplify a problem or situation or a per, uh, person above your God, they have now took the place of God and God has taken second hand and second seat to your issue. Whether you know it or not, you begin to worship your problem. What does worship mean? Worship means giving my time, giving my energy, giving my thought to that problem that becomes your God. Because God is the only one that deserves all the honor, all the glory, all the praise. What is all my time, all my energy, all my thought. And you know, God's a good God, and he understands that. He understands our frailty. But see, that's why he allows certain situations to happen in our lives that, that we know that, listen, God's saying, I'm bigger than that problem. But if you keep worshiping that problem, guess what? That problem's going to get bigger in your life because you're drawing closer to the problem and going further away from me. God says, during those problems, he says, come unto me, all those who are burdened and heavy laden. I will give you rest. I'm sorry, I believe in doctors, I believe in psychologists, I believe in counselors. Don't get me wrong, I believe in all these things, and these are helps, and these are aids to help us. But at the end of the day, I would rather spend time at the feet of Jesus than spend time sitting down trying to figure out how to solve a problem that I have no control over. Woo. So with that, today we're going to continue with our series of knowing God. And today's message is titled Intimacy or Intimate. So I want you to turn your Bibles, if you have them, or turn on your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. And if you guys notice, we also have the scriptures in Espanol. And I know some people are like, well, we don't have too many Spanish-dominant people in here, Pastor. Well, Spanish-dominant, dominant. Not bilingual, Spanish-dominant. The reason why I'm doing this is because there's an old saying that it's not in the Bible, but some people will tell you it's in the Bible. <laughs> Build it and they shall come. That's in the Bible somewhere, right? I think it's right next to the scripture that says, a bird in a hand is worth two in a bush. It's right next to that one. Yes. <laughs> Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. His divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. So it's through God's divine power he's given to all of us. He's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge, which means through knowing him. Not just 
knowing about him, but through knowing him. So if I'm to look at the scripture and to break it down without getting in too far into it, what it's telling me is the more that I know him, the more things I will have pertaining to life and godliness. So the better that I know him, the more things I will have pertaining to life and godliness. See, that's one of the biggest struggles people have with becoming Christian because they're like not ready to give up their sin. Acting godly. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to dress this way. I don't want to stop doing this. I don't want to stop doing that. Well, that's because you don't know God. Because the closer you get to know God, you don't have to worry about trying to stop anything. I'm here to tell you, there's things that just stop the more you get to know God. So I tell people, man, I said, look, I, people come to church, let them come to church because the more they're around God, more they're, the more they're around the word, the more they're around the anointing, they're going to change. The more you get to know God, the more you're going to start changing. There's just things that you just don't want to do anymore. Now, let's, before we really start getting into the scripture, I want to dive into this, this word. It's a, it's, a, it's a word that we use a lot, but I, I think we've kind of taken the power out of it, and that word is to know. What does that word know means? In the common English, it means to be aware with something, a fact or a truth, principles, as from study or investigation. It's acquaintance or familiarity gained by sight, experience, or report. So if I were to ask you, if you know my wife, most of you guys would say, yes, you guys know my wife, correct? But you guys don't know my wife like I know my wife. Amen. I'll say amen. Amen. <laughs> Jesus. I know my wife very well. And see, since we're talking about intimacy, I want to tell you about how my wife really loves intimacy. Yesterday, we, she experienced intimacy. And I'm going to tell you, and, it's, and, and you guys, I think this is okay. God created this, so we're going to talk about it. <laughs> the word intimacy, what my wife really likes, is if you have to break the word down. Intimacy. Into Macy's. Into Macy's. She loves it. She experienced it yesterday. Praise God. Into Macy's. Hoshata. Oh, now, for a better illustration, listen. If I was to ask you guys, what is the theory of relativity? Most of you would know it. You've heard it before. You might, but you would say, what was the answer? E equals MC squared. We all know that, right? We've heard it. We see it pop up on screens everywhere. Now, if I was to ask you this, how is the theory of relativity applied? 99% of you would look at me like this. But you know, this is how we are when we're asked how many of us know God. Most of us have heard about Jesus. We've seen him in movies. 
He's on the TV everywhere. And some of us are acquainted with Jesus. But when we're asked, how is Jesus or the word of God applied to your lives, then you're going to look at, at me like this. The meaning no in the Bible has a much deeper meaning than the one we know. That word no means intimate and experiential knowledge. It means intimacy. It means intimate. Not just to know of, but there has to be some type of intimacy that has happened. For instance, let me give you an example found in the Word of God. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, it reads this, And Adam knew. Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Now, if you look at this scripture from a worldly perspective, you would say to this, of course, Adam knew Eve. That's his wife. Of course, they know somebody. And I hope he didn't marry somebody he didn't know. You didn't get that. Just in case you all didn't know, they were the only two in the Garden of Eden. Let me explain something. Adam was made a man. And God declared that it's not good for man to be alone. He said, I will create a helpmeet for you. And God's called Adam to go into a deep sleep. And when he went into the deep sleep, he reached into the side of Adam and pulled out a woman. He created woman. Woman was pulled out of his side. And now what was once one is now two. Follow me. So God said, listen, I have to create a way in his divine knowledge for what was once two, I have to create a way for them to become one again. And he created intimacy. Now, when they wanted to be intimate and one again, when God said, the two shall become one, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, he was trying to show us that there was a time that all of us were one with God. And because of sin, we were separated out of God. But he said, there's a way that I'm going to create through intimacy, a way that you can get to know me again. A man is intimate with a woman when a man steps and becomes one with a woman. I don't have to go any deeper than that. The same way that a man is intimate with the woman is the same way that Christ wants to be intimate with us. Because Christ, we want to receive him inside of us. And when he's inside of us, the two are now one. God said, because we are separated, I want to bring you back together with me. I've created a way for you to know me, to become intimate with me. But some of us are at an, a, a, a BFF type of friendship with Jesus. We're just friends. Some of us are, what they used to say, friends with benefits. You, you're fornicating with Christ. You guys know what fornication is? Let me tell you the spiritual way of fornication. Fornication is receiving the benefits of a commitment without being committed. Jesus, I want the peace. Jesus, I want the love. Jesus, I want the healing, but don't ask me to serve. Don't ask me to go to church. Don't ask me to pray. 
But when I'm in trouble, I'm going to come and get the benefit. So God created a way for man and woman to become one, to, to know each other. And, and when he did this, he was trying to give us a picture of what it means for us to know him. See, right now, when we want to be intimate, we have to get naked. Hopefully some of y'all caught that. Think, be spiritual. Come on, come on, elevate with me. See, so many of us try to get intimate with God with our clothes on, our, our covered. But when we're trying to go to God and get to know him, to be intimate with him, we got to come naked to him, which means we got to expose, God, here I am. I'm a sinner. I'm messed up. I need you. Instead of, God, will you just uh, help me? How come you didn't do it? See, we're covered. When you stay covered, there's no connection with Christ. Now, when Adam knew his wife, they became one again. And when they became one, watch this. It said that she conceived. It said when Adam knew his wife Eve, she conceived. See, when you conceive, ladies, and some of y'all are going to give me an amen with this. When you conceive, when you got something growing inside of you, uh, your lifestyle begins to change. Come on, come on, somebody. You guys, help me out. Isn't that right, Mercedes? You, you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you walk around with a baby inside of you, and, 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 and you're like, man, my lifestyle has to change. I can't do the stuff that I used to do. You even change your diet. You begin to develop a hunger for things you've never eaten before. Pickles and peanut butter. You have to consume healthy food. You know why? Because the life that's in you is depending on you. The life that's in you is depending on you to feed it. Now, naturally, when Adam knew Eve, she conceived, which means there was a life in her. There was a new purpose in her. But there was a season that she had to carry and allow this new life and this purpose to grow in her. And when the time was right, say some somebody say time is right, she birthed and bore a son. Now, likewise, when you know God, when you're intimate with him, you're going to conceive. This is the issue that I have with people that say they're Christians. I'm about to go there. I, see, this is back when I wish I knew there was, like, we had old school pool pit. Plat, I can hide behind it. See, Luke chapter 8, verse 11, it says this. The seed is the word of God. Then you go on to Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12, and it says, God watches after his word to perform it. If the seed is the word and the word is God, if God's in somebody, it's going to be a producing seed. If the word is in you, it's going to produce some type of fruit. God's word, God says, I'm watching after my word. I'm watching after Jesus, who is the word. I'm going to watch after it to perform it. So if it's inside of you, there's going to be a performance. There's going to be some type of fruit. But if there's no fruit, then I can pretty much say there's no seed. 
So when I get to know God, when I'm intimate with God, when God comes inside me and there's an intimacy, there's an experiential knowledge of Christ and he comes into me, then guess what? There is a seed that's in me. I have now conceived something inside of me. See, when you truly begin to know Jesus, there's something going to happen in you. You're going to begin to desire a different type of lifestyle. You don't want to do the stuff you used to do anymore. You're even going to have to change your diet. <laughs> that old music and those TV shows you used to watch, for some reason you don't want them anymore. You, you develop a hunger and thirst for something you've never had before. You want to sit down and like, you know what, let me, let me read my word. Let me, let me find out more about my Jesus. Let, let me listen to some preaching. Let me, let me get with some other saints and talk. Let me begin to pray. You begin to want to consume things that edify that's within you. You know why you do that? Because the thing that's inside of you is dependent on you for it to grow. <laughs> Jesus Christ is inside of you. Listen, the difference is he's Jesus. He don't need to grow. You just need to die. That's why Paul said crucify your flesh. But the more intimate you get with God, the more you begin to know him, the more that you begin to spend time with him, then he's going to begin to grow. Or really, you're going to begin to die and more Jesus is going to come out of you. You're going to be able to walk. That's why he says, through the knowledge of him, you've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness. But this is a problem. You get to know God. You met him. You knew him at one time. You conceived and there's two things that you don't want to happen while you're pregnant with this purpose. The first one is you don't want to abort your purpose. Sometimes we see the weight and the responsibility of what is about to be birthed in our lives. Some of us may not want to give up our lifestyles, especially the ones that we're currently in. We don't want nothing to hold us back from our dreams. If I go on this Jesus journey, I won't be able to fulfill what I want to do. It's going to slow me down. It, it sounds familiar. It, it's what we do is it, naturally abortion naturally is a way of saying I don't want this because it's going to slow me down. It's going to hinder my life. So I want to get rid of what's alive in me. So what we end up doing with this purpose that's inside of us, we want to halt it, we want to interrupt it, we want to terminate it and abort what's inside of us. When God comes into our lives, there's time that we, we have this, this great encounter, great experience, and man, you know that there's a God, you know it because you met him, you felt him, you experienced him, there was a knowledge, there was some intimacy, but you don't want to make that intimacy grow because you're loving your life more than you love the experience that you just had with Christ. I think the Bible puts it, you love your sin more than you love your God. I mean, it's a hard way to put it, but it's like, God, I, I really want to be with you. But I'm just not ready to settle down yet. I'm, I have these other people that I'm intimate or intimate with, and 
you know, we could see each other every once in a while. I'll just, every Sunday. I'll give you every Sunday. But Saturday night, Friday night, Thursday happy hour, Monday beginning of the week, Tuesday we just got started. But I'll give you Sunday mornings. We will abort our purpose in our lives for the sake of holding on to our sin. Do you know the Bible says that if any man seeks to save their lives, they will lose it. But if they lose it for Christ's sake, the same shall be saved. That's all God's saying. Look, when we, moms, I know you're going to understand this. When you have a baby, you are giving up your own life for what's inside of you. You can't do things you used to do anymore. Even though you have a desire to want to do it, you know there's something greater in you that's depending on you to grow. It's like, I don't want to do, look, look, I want to smoke, I want to drink, but there's a baby in me. I, I, I don't want to damage what's inside of me. I have the desire to want to do it, but there's something greater in me that could be harmed from consuming such things. I want it, but I can't. And even though I know I'm not strong enough to fight off this temptation that will make me abort my purpose, I'm going to get accountability people. They may not be pregnant with purpose, but I need to find people that are other people that are pregnant with purpose. I'm, I'm here to tell you, when pregnant women get around each other, they encourage each other. It, it, when a bunch of women that aren't, aren't pregnant, I'm just noticing this. You know, they can try to pat you on the back, but pregnant women like, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't care if you had 10 children already. I'm pregnant now. Huh? Well, you get a bunch of pregnant women around, and they just all around, they all crying and together. Everybody's feeling each other's pain, and they're going through the motions. They, 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 they love each other. So they're around each other, like, girl, I just, oh, my gosh, I, want, I just want some wine so bad. And girl, don't do it. I want some, too. We're just going to sit here and just drink some grape juice. <laughs> the second thing that we don't want to do is give birth prematurely. We don't want to give birth prematurely. Some of y'all going to feel me on this one. <laughs> the gestation period for humans is 10 months, not nine, 10. 10 months gestation period for a human being. You guys got this? Now, it takes that long for what's inside of you to fully develop, to be prepared to be outside of you. Ten months, fully developed. Why it's in you, it's preparing to live in the world outside of you, right? Ten months. But do you realize it also takes that about that long for the person carrying what's inside them to be ready for what's about to be birth? See, the baby ain't the only thing growing. Can I get amen? Um, ladies, you get pregnant and you ain't just walking around at your size four anymore. <laughs> You're growing. And what's happening mentally and physiologically, your body is preparing to give birth 
to what's inside of you. I'm preaching. You guys, see, some of us have this purpose inside of us, and we're so quick and so fast. Oh, I just, you guys know, like, right now, I can tell you right now, there's people in here right now. I'm not even going to look at the two pregnant girls that are in here right now. I'm not going to look at the ones in here, last name Simpson or Archelaus. I'm not going to look at you. But you, I could tell you it was around month seven. I'd look at you, and when you do, you're like in two months, and then, then you would say this, but I'm ready to give it out. I'm ready to have birth right now. I wish they'd come any day. Believe me. See, we do that with the purpose that God has placed in us when we get intimate with them. We're so quick to want to do God's work when God says, no, what I placed inside of you is going to take some time to develop before it's ready to come out. And if you give birth too soon, you give birth to a premature purpose. Besides that, what's going to come out of you is going to survive, but you weren't ready for it. See, during those months, God is preparing you, you to handle what's inside of you. What it's called is he's building your character. We see so many people that have the anointing of God on their life. They have the gift of God on their life, but they jump out ahead. They prematurely birth this thing, and they get up, and they can't handle the weight of glory that God placed on their life. And because they have no character, it crushes them. So we can't give birth to what God's placed inside of us too soon. We have to be patient. And you guys know that patience doesn't mean you have to wait because everybody has to wait. I know we look at our, 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 our daughter and our son, we go, what does patient mean? What does it mean, heaven? Do you remember? What? Wait nicely. Watch in my clothes. I'm going to close. I have to say something. Let's think about this. When you get to know God, he's going to know you intimately, and you're going to conceive something. And naturally, when a woman gets pregnant, at first, you can't tell. She don't even know it. Sometimes when you give your life to Christ, you're not going to know it. You're not going to feel the difference. Because you come up and you say a prayer, you're like, I believe it, but I don't feel any different. I still look the same. I still act the same. Matter of fact, I still want to do the things I was doing. But as we begin to feed that which is inside of us, and as it begins to grow, we begin to start looking different. We want to do other stuff, and we may slip up and do other stuff. And, oh, I shouldn't have smoked that cigarette. I know it probably hurt my baby. I hope it didn't hurt my baby. I'm not going to do it again because I know what's inside of me is greater than what I want. And see, as a woman starts to get bigger, she begins to, what the Bible says, I'm not the Bible, what we say, she begins to show. Stomach starts sticking out. And some people even may notice. Are you pregnant? Yeah, be careful. Be careful. Use discernment. Use discernment. Oh, girl, are you pregnant? No. 
You just ruined their life. <laughs> okay, okay, come on, come on, come on. Get spiritual, get spiritual. Get spiritual. <laughs> so, you begin to show just a little. A little pooch there. Not everybody notices, but some people do. And it's funny because when, you, when that happens, do you notice the encouragement? Oh, what do you do? Girl, do you need to tell, tell you, when, when's this? All of a sudden people start encouraging you because they see that there's this change happening in your life. Now, mind you, there's also some haters. Girl, you having another baby? Catch the analogy here. You ain't even married. What does that have to do with what's inside me? It's here already. You ain't even living right, girl. We were just at the club last week. I'm showing, but as you keep feeding, feeding, all of a sudden you show even more, and now it's obvious that you're pregnant. And ladies, you don't walk the same. When you give your life to Christ and it begins to show, you don't walk the same. I don't walk the walk I used to walk. I don't even talk the way I used to anymore. I, I have something in me that's important. I, I, I have a life that's in me. And this life that is in me, greater is this life that's in me than anything else that's in the world, including myself. And I'm going to continue to feed what's in me because eventually I'm going to give birth to my purpose. I'm not going to abort my purpose. I'm not going to push this purpose out too soon because I'm going to wait till it's fully developed. And in due season, in due season, I'll give birth to my purpose. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. And if you would like to know more information about our church, please visit thebuildingcf.com or download our app on all major app stores and marketplaces. Once again, thank you and have a blessed day.